Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What up, y'all? It's Emily. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. What up, Emily? What up? (laughs) Not much to say today. (laughs) You're looking longingly out the window or perhaps at a disco ball. There's no window in front of me. (laughs) Oh, oh. You're imagining. (laughs) Just staring pensively into space. Yes. Yes. Well, welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Hey, thanks. Where am I? (laughs) It, it is Gemini season. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so let's on other well, levels of consciousness at any given time. We're like untethered balloons. See, right which now. which one of my personalities is representing today? Let's see. Who comes Ooh, out. Okay. All right. So <laughs> um I had a great time listening to our last episode, Red Flag. Yes. I laughed about it the entire time. I feel like even just talking about it was very cathartic and I've been thinking yes. about it a lot. And it led me to start thinking about like, you know, the idea of how we might ignore red flags or sweep them under the rug or um, you know, let um let things go on for too long without taking a pause and evaluating. <laughs> Um, is a situation serving us for the greatest and highest good or for everybody involved? Um, um, or, you know, are we sacrificing ourselves in any way to um, keep status quo or to keep other people happy in relationships and in business, personal and in business as well? Um, so the whole idea of um, fixer mode um, mm-hmm. felt like the next best topic to dissect. Um, and you know, does that resonate with you coming out of the whole red flag conversation? Oh, totally. And I mean, I think red flags are a part of it, but, uh, I think if, you know, if you're a person who tends towards fixer mode, then, I mean, you're not even at the stage of like acknowledging red flags you're, we're really talking about more red flags in yourself. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, just not like, like showing up in a situation in a way that you, you feel like, well, I think there's a lot of different motivations for it, but you know, if, if someone is showing up with probably what, what you would call red flags or whatever, whatever you deem as being something wrong with them or that you, you know, you think that they could do better, um, by your perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. then, then you sort of, um, and a lot of times, I mean, I think it starts out like very below your own consciousness. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not even aware that you're doing something sort of you, you maybe like, I know with me in the context, so we, you know, we're going to put this in a business context for sure. Um, but 
as with a lot of the topics we talk about, I think one of the easiest ways too to um, to understand the concept is to like relate it to you know personal relationships and and that's certainly where like I discovered my own fixerness um, throughout my adult life. And so, you know, you can just show up in relationships that way and not even really realize that that's what you're doing because you think you're doing the work of being in a relationship or or something to that effect or that you're, you know, helping this person somehow um, being virtuous by ignoring your own needs Mm -hmm. and, you know, only worrying about their own comfort or, you know, their feelings, their emotions, um, you know, instead of, or just keeping the peace in general, you know, there's that sort of idea of like, if I rock the boat, then this person or this situation will go away. Yeah. Or leave me a terrible review on on my business. (laughs) Right. Right. And in terms of, you know, clients or that kind of thing, or or, so, so if we're going to, you know, take it to the client, mode to the business mode. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, th- I know that's where I saw it a lot in myself in the beginning, especially was like, just completely erasing or not, not having any boundaries as far as my schedule. Um, and, you know, things like that with my clients, because I felt like if I didn't, just completely do whatever was the absolute most convenient thing for them that I would lose them as a client. Um, and I thought, you know, like, like I needed every client in my mind. So I would just do pretty much whatever they asked me to do. And, you know, when you take a step back and you look at that, you're like, what the hell? Like, that's not, you know, that's not how we walk into a business operating. Like, Right. If you don't, you know what I mean? Like these are the hours, 10 to six, you know, but okay, well, I want my service at, you know, 830 AM. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not how it works, ma'am. Like we're not fucking open, you know, (laughs) but without enforcing those boundaries myself, you just attracted more of what, you know. Uh, One of the reasons why we see a lot of crossovers between our relationship habits and how we show up in relationships, similar to to what we display in our entrepreneurship is because entrepreneurship is so much like a, um, you know, uh, it's very heart centered in a lot of times, especially if you're creating your business Mm -hmm. and your systems, um, you know, it, it, it even shows up in like franchises, but especially if you're creating your business from a heart center place of like, these are my skills, gifts, talents, and my creation, my system, um, that is like very much, um, you know, it's a coming from a place of vulnerability, um, that people are going to have to be, get to, you know, get to know what your system is, where you're coming from, get to know you and your perspective. Um, and there's that like, well, you know, when you're first starting out, especially it's like, you just want to be seen and liked and heard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being a newbie, um, that you forget that, um, you know, letting go of your 
boundaries dilutes who you are. Um, or you got into business and you, uh, you know, are that type of person, fixer, people pleaser. You, you have those type of tendencies anyway, and you haven't gotten to the point where you have acknowledged that that's something to work on, that that's not, you, you know, you have to, you haven't even acknowledged yet that you need boundaries. Right. So you're just, you know, operating a lot of times how you just always have known to operate. Yeah. Like that's how you deal. You know, if you're a, if you really have those like fixer or people pleasing tendencies and you haven't acknowledged that and done some conscious work on it, you're going to show up that way basically everywhere. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, would you agree? It all starts with awareness. I mean, not that it's a, a red flag. Yeah. But I mean, it all starts with self-awareness. It's not like we can guarantee that we're not going to be able, you know, to um, show up in our past selves. But if we're truly on a path to evolve and actualize our goals and our visions of success and happiness, then, um, you know, we, you know, as you were saying to me in the pre-chat, you know, it's, it's that conscious decision every day to, to wake up and show up. Um, you know, well, that's, that's self. everything, right? If we haven't acknowledged a problem, how are we going to fix it? Right. Right. <laughs> was it, was it you I was talking to about like the, the technique, I mean, of being able to name, like the first step is being able to name, um, whatever it is that's, um, you know, holding you back. Whether it yeah, be I don't like know, naming, but it makes sense. Naming a fear, um, you know, so much is on the other side of fear. That's a big conversation on the TED Talk and <laughs> circuit, and you know, all the YouTubers that are out there that talk about, um, you know, whether it be psychology or um, you know, self awareness is being able to identify that which scares you, like or that you have fear around. Um, is the first step to being able to transcend and move through it. Yeah. So it's not like you can't process something. You can't filter it and pretend like it's not there. (laughs) I mean, you can, but you're not, you know, you're not going to have the outcomes that you want. I think people, unfortunately, some people live their whole lives kind of filtering that off and never really getting to that place where they can show up authentically because they have not learned another way. Mm -hmm. And that's all they know for how they perceive to get what they want. Right. I mean, we were also talking about in the pre-chat when we were doing the Yi Jing um, exercise uh, around these topics that we wanted to share, the idea of um, joy, which I think is, really that energy that we desire to be able to exude in relationships and in our business, because that's what attracts people to us. Um, that energy is supported by stability. The Yi Jing says, mm-hmm. um, but if we are in fixer mode and we are, um, going with that, looking from without ourselves, is that the wrong way? Looking outside of ourselves to put our energy outside of ourselves all the time, putting ourselves um, on Pour, pouring into 
other people in situations yeah. without pouring mm-hmm. into ourselves. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. Um, that we are depleting then of our own authenticity and what makes us and us stability. You can't be stable if yeah. you have given all your energy away and not, you know, shown up in a way that says, this is what I need for this to be a reciprocal situation. And so you can't have stability if you are not pouring anything into yourself. And if you don't have stability, then according to the aging, you can't truly have joy. And I think that's why like, you know, so many of these like people pleasing fixer kind of dynamics, they breed resentment, right? Because if you're, I mean, it's just, it's a nice, easy way to make sure you become a toxic person Mm. by, you know what I mean? Because you will, if you keep doing this, if you keep pouring into these situations that aren't pouring back into you, you're going to become resentful of that. Yeah. Eventually. And, and, uh, you know what I mean? Like that, that can lead to all sorts of, you know, behaviors and, and, uh, and things that are just not healthy for anybody involved. Yeah. I mean, resentfulness and so you're not really keeping the peace. You're only keeping the peace maybe on the surface for a little while, but creating your own inner turmoil and then, you know, creating toxicity within yourself because you think it's better not to ruffle the feathers. Yeah. Um, it talked about also in the Yi Ching along those lines, like the, the want to be able to create pleasant circumstances works only in the short term. It's not sustainable. Um, and to your point that resentfulness that, um, might be underlying or like as a result of depleting of yourself, the resentfulness or like even worse, like indifference. If you have that in your um, business or in your relationship, it's like the opposite of joy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, you know, complacency, it's not growing, it's not evolving, it's not satisfying. Um, So fixer mode is really like... Like you, you, I think a lot of times we tell ourselves that we're being so selfless, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's kind of more selfish than selfless because, you know, what are the motivations for self-sacrifice? Like, unless we're talking about, you know, some extreme situation with your children or, you know, something along those lines, like self-sacrifice is pretty much never the answer. Yeah. And so, but we tell ourselves like, oh, I do so much for this person or whatever. I put so much into this situation and, you know, it's not, I'm not getting my needs met. Well, bitch, it's your fault. Not bitch, but you know, like that's how I talk to myself. <laughs> so, like it's your, it's your fault. Like it's your choice. Mm-hmm. You're choosing this every yeah. time that you, you know, make a situation that denies your own needs to suit the needs of another person or situation, you are choosing that depletion. 
And it's not because, and it's, I mean, let's be real. It's not because you just nine times out of 10, you just care and love this person so Mm -hmm. unconditionally. It's because, you know, we either want something in return or we want to prove something, our worth, our value, or, you know, we just think we know better. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about- Or we want to hang on to something. Like, it's never really like this selfless act. Well, you just said too, like the hanging on of something, it's, you know- in feng shui, we talk about decluttering all the time Mm -hmm. in the sense of like letting go of things to make room for others. Um, it's fixer mode is really, and we know it's attached to self-worth and, um, detachment, but it's really a control issue. Um, Mm -hmm. in like an extreme way, um, it's, causes a division of self. Like I like that you brought up like the whole parenting thing too, because you know, what do we see when we become fixer mode too much for our children? It's like borderline, you know, it can be, you know, some of the greater, greatest narcissists come from yeah, uh, extreme intervention or fixing or, um, you know, that center of cleaning up after some, y- your mm-hmm. own kid's mess all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, what's the word? Um, you know, it's not placating, but um, enabling, enabling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's enabling. Um, so like that dynamic is just such an extreme. It's really, um, you know, where is there the, the, the neutrality, like the centeredness of it all. It's really just, um, accepting, you know, I, I would say like, my favorite thing that we were talking about last week is like red flags and that it's like a moment to like stop and take a pause mm-hmm. <laughs> and really go within and, and look at like, it's not always so much about the other person, their circumstance, no. as much as it is about in, you. you know, your own. Yeah, exactly. And in what our- are you tolerating? Because at any given point, you know, you could be so frustrated about how this person is behaving and there's so many red flags and da, da, da. Okay. Okay, well, here's your red flag. Why are you still here? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, is someone, unless someone is literally imprisoning you, right? You have a choice to not experience that situation anymore. Yeah. It might mean that, you know, you what you perceive as a loss, as some person or situation is not going to be, you know, in your life anymore. But if that, client or that partner or, you know, whatever entity is not, uh, you know, aligning with your boundaries, should you finally choose to express them, then that is not a person or a situation or entity that is aligned with your authentic self. Right. It's blocking you. you It's not really a loss. So what loss are you protecting by you know, right. Just a lot, you know, not having, not upholding your own boundaries. Yeah. You're not really protecting anything. You're just prolonging the bullshit. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the disillusionment, whatever it is that, that you're experiencing that you, you know, 
that you don't like that that. you see the red flag, you could stop experiencing that at any moment. (laughs) Right. What stops the things that do serve you from flowing in if you're exactly, yeah, not, um, not putting yourself in, you know, instead of accepting temporary discomfort and voicing your questions or, uh, not, you know, accepting that something is not for you, um, you're missing out. (laughs) And the universe only understands. Yes. Right. So if you keep saying, you know, if you keep tolerating something, Mm -hmm. then that's what you're going to keep getting because you're saying yes to this behavior. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of ATAPA medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with ATAPA red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to stick around in a situation that has become evidently toxic. And this could be, you know, a a lot of people relate to this in in personal relationships, but this can absolutely be business and, you know, client relationships as well. I've had, it's few and far between, but, you know, I've had a client or two that, you know, ultimately we've had to just kind of chalk it up as like, this is not a good fit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I did the same thing. Like initially when I first started out, I had some people come to me um, and wanted me to do interior design work. And they would say like, but I don't really care to know anything about the feng shui Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Whereas like my business was built on feng shui first, interior design, you know, flowed in afterwards. Like it has Mm -hmm. to start, you know what? Like I was, the words I was thinking of is like, in the business sense, my business was built around the concepts of collaboration, um, cohesion, co-creation, and um, harmony with with elements. And if someone came to me as like, I want to hire you to consult on this, but don't tell me about any of the feng shui or just make it, you know, just make it happen or I want you just to create this space. I don't have time to learn about the feng shui of it. Um, I would take those clients at first because I needed business, but um, it was not serving my joy. It was not helping the creative <laughs> process at all, um, you know, to, to, to hide those parts about what was like my most authentic self and that it was like, it was like a form of dishonesty in a way, or like, you know, it was very, um, as we were talking about reciprocity and, um, and, um, you know, self-sacrificing in that way, like there wasn't that, 
there was a lack of that relationship and collaboration that was needed to create like the magic. Right. And exactly. You and I both have, you know, businesses wherein the client's role in reciprocity goes beyond like financial compensation. Like they have to show up and, you know, take some, some actions and put some intention into it. Um, on their own in order for, you know, the services to really, like you said, do their magic to come together Mm -hmm. as what, what it is that they're paying for. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people aren't willing to take that active role in it. And it's like, well, I can design you the best program and the best nutrition goals on the planet. Mm -hmm. But if you don't show up and do your role, then they're not going to transform. It doesn't matter. You're never going to be satisfied with, you know, the service that you've paid for. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if that's the case, then it's just not, it's just not a good fit. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I've seen that, you know, even in students too, that, you know, one of the things in teaching through the school, the feng shui school is that it's not just like you can watch videos and get a certification. You have to embody, mm-hmm. you have to practice. It needs to be demonstrated. It's not, um, you know, in hindsight, like now that I'm talking to you, it almost should be like a clause and agreement or a contract at the beginning that someone is, do are they accepting? Are they willing to embody and, um, and do, you know, these commitments? Um, it's on the back end before we issue the certification, you know, the, you know, as in terms of like ethics that you need to display and commitments and um, so on and so forth. But I almost feel like there needs to be something on the front end. Like, well, and that would be your, your concrete business version of expressing your boundaries, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Being very clear about your boundaries. And then that way, you know, if somebody is not willing to, to, um, respect them, then they'll be, you know, everybody will be on the same page up front. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, you can kind of find a better fit elsewhere. This is not what we're interested in because, and it's been very few and far between. I've only had, you know, a few minor disconnects because we do interview on the front end, but I think there's something to be said about a contractual agreement, you know, something like intentional or, you know, even if it's verbal. Yeah. Um, just to show yeah. that intention. And I think that's like really goes the same for relationship. Dating. Yeah. Dating. It's like to be, to be very upfront about what you are looking for right up front. Mm-hmm. Would ha- I mean, for me would have saved me a lot of time, which I'm not going to say I wasted because those were all lessons learned to get me where I am today. But you know what I mean? You think about like, you know, a whole year I spent with somebody that just like, if we would have just established from the beginning that we're just not really looking for the same thing, like what? Yeah. (laughs) No hard, no foul. We're not looking for the same thing. And right. This is what we agree to do or, or not agree to do. Right. But we hang on. I mean, we do the same thing. We hang on to something because we really like it <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, in, in business or client sense, 
it's, it might be, you know, that on, on paper, mm-hmm. quote unquote, that's a really good client or something like that. They want, you know, they're interested in a very high ticket item or whatever the case may be. But, you know, we tend to kind of make it prettier than it is because we want, if we find ourselves, I'm just having this thought right now, but if we find yeah. ourselves kind of justifying things to try to make it something fit, mm-hmm. red flag. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just had an epiphany too, when you were saying that adjusting um, to make something fit, I will have, you know, especially in my entrepreneurship, as I was developing services, i said yes to almost everything. And I think that was like a Gary V, you know, thing mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. like just say yes. And I think there's situations and, where that and, is good, you know, like, like, let, like, uh, Steve says, let, let everybody in and then sort, he always uses the phrase, sort the wheat from the chaff. I'm not really sure what chaff is, <laughs> but I know that that phrase, you know, obviously means yeah. like, what's what's legit and what's got to go (laughs) what's a weed yeah yeah and weeds are just plants too but um you know they're the plants that don't fit in that particular space that you're weeding Mm -hmm. so yeah um you know same same kind of thing Mm -hmm. you can't and I think you can you can give everybody an opportunity but then, you know, use your discernment swiftly and like express those boundaries up front. You know, don't don't cut people off because of some surface thing. Give them a chance to respect, you know, accept or not accept your boundaries. And well, then I mean, go from there. Especially for women, at least I think so. And and I, I think you said too, like consider empathic, um, you know men or anybody that is always trying to put themselves in someone else's shoes. But I feel like it's a a feminine trait to want to make people feel more comfortable and not voice. um, You know, there's that third chakra blockage, like not voicing, um, you know, what you desire or what is okay with you and what is not okay. I mean, it's a constant readjusting the sales of, you know, it's a constant lesson. Yeah. I I wonder though, if that's more like culturally, um, created than necessarily like a feminine energy thing, because I definitely, you know, see it in, uh, you know, a lot of the masculine as well, yeah. even yeah, if it yeah. expresses a little bit differently or, or something like that. Um, we, <laughs> I brought up the phrase, um, was it your first time hearing it? I told yeah, you said say that, it again. um, say it again. Captain, Captain Savaho. <laughs> it's real. That, that, that's, that's the same concept. I mean, different, like uh-huh. I said, different kind of expression of it, but well, the masculine, like, yeah. Wanting to like save mm-hmm, or protect. Yeah. Yeah. It protects, but like, and again, it's our nature that here is where the feminine comes in. It's our nature to want to nurture and mm-hmm. care for and, and, you know, in in that way but when we're imposing it upon people mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than you know providing it in a reciprocal 
fashion, then that's when it becomes, but you know, there's definitely a masculine way of people pleasing too, I think. Yes. No, you're exactly right. And I, and I'm so happy that you taught me that. Um, Captain Save a Ho? Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) That's something, it's very memorable. It won't be. I think it can be applied to you too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you catch yourself doing it, like, don't be a Captain Save a Ho. Come on. Mm I mean, a lot of my friends are like, remember, you know, they're like, I got to remember I'm dating and that this isn't like build a bear. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I hear hear that a lot too. And you want somebody who's already done the work and fabricated. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You don't want to have to like, (laughs) yes. Um, You know, some fully cooked turkey. A fully cooked turkey, like someone who, I mean, for, for a business or a relationship to thrive and to be really, you know, free, I guess, which is the ultimate form of, um, you know, success is be able to have freeness is it comes from autonomy and independence, not from, um, you know, and also collaboration too. Like people always talk about power couples or, um, you know, in, in terms of business, um, you know, in collaborations or, or joining forces, you know, there's power in that, but I think, you know, it's. Yeah. But that those are all reciprocal relationships, right? Reciprocal. Those, yeah. those do not work on a one-way circuit, right? That you just, you cannot, you cannot reap the positive outcomes of a relationship that is one-sided period right it won't happen can't do the work for someone else you never can't you do. can't <laughs> you you can't be your authentic self when you are so wrapped up in someone else's healing or someone else's journey right yeah there's a difference between um learning or holding space for someone or, um, you know, right. Right. Wanting to connect with someone to understand where they come from and, but they need to be taking their own initiatives (laughs) to fix or heal or, you know, whatever. Right. It's yeah, exactly. That has to be all on their own. Right. Right. And in business, if we are bending over backwards to change our boundaries, our start time, what we're willing to do and, um, you know, blurring those lines, um, it depletes how you're showing up, um, and the output, you know, and attracts more of the, you know, clientele, the type of business that will be okay. You know, taking, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't even want to call it taking advantage of you. Right. Um, because the second that you have that realization, then part of what you should realize is that it's you taking advantage of yourself. Mm-hmm. You Ooh, yeah. are doing that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I won't go into like naming names or anything, but I was sharing with you like a client who's very self-aware and, you know, mm-hmm. checks in with me as much as I check in with him on his side to make sure mm-hmm. like, is this that he's um, fulfilling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
are, is he fulfilling what my expectations are for a client so that I can show up and do my best work? I'm just taken aback by that awareness and kindness. And, you know, also it makes me think like, you know, for all the entrepreneurs out there that are, you know, they wear all the different hats to um, make, you know, they have their children, their marriages, their, their businesses, their lives. And, um, you know, they might show up to work sick or, you know, to, to get a job done. But, you know, I think there's like that communication, you know, like, Hey, I'm sick today. I can't make it, or I'm not able to do this in my best work right now. Can I reschedule Mm -hmm. rather than, um, you know, trying to fulfill, um, an expectation, um, bending over backwards and depleting of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that next time, you know, so that you can't show up as your best self and service provider for that Mm -hmm. client continually or for your next client or whatever you're, you're just, you're just screwing yourself over in all ways. And you're not, and it's not unselfish. You're not being a hero. No, (laughs) not being a hero going from Uh -uh. outside of yourself. I love what the Yi Jing said. um, And I love that it's so random, but the advice was exactly around fixer mode. Um, talking about joy and the decrease that happens in um, going into fixer mode. And what I was thinking of like to combat fixer mode obviously is to go back within yourself. Like we were talking about earlier, like look within yourself. I like the practices of like, okay, like you find yourself on this hamster wheel of like going without yourself looking to, to fix or to find happiness externally. Like just do little things within your life. Like from a feng shui perspective, it might be like the decluttering or focusing on an area and just, you know, connecting in with yourself, like keep, you know, maybe go into a little bit of hermit mode (laughs) and release a a lot. You don't need external things to make you happy. Um, Finding joy in those little things, but I mean, I know, Emily, that can apply to everything within your world, too, in terms of nutrition and body and and mindfulness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's all, all of this stuff, really, like, all the things that we talk about on this show, all boil down to cultivating a sense of self-worth and self-respect and then acting out in the world all the, all the time with those principles in mind and knowing that there's a difference between selfishness and self-respect or self-worth, a big difference. Um, in fact, they're almost opposites in my yeah. view. Um, knowing that there's a, a difference between those things and that you're actually by attending to yourself and your self-worth and your self-respect, you are actually in the grand scheme of things, then being more selfless because you can provide to the world, to your personal relationships and your clients, the best, most authentic version of yourself. Mm -hmm. We've done episodes about, you know, don't self-sabotage, don't self-sacrifice, be your own hero, Mm -hmm. right? 
and and it all (laughs) that was a good one yeah but it all comes down to that so of course you know all the stuff that we're doing here with the weightlifting and the yoga I think are absolutely fundamental practices to have in your life to really establish a sense of self-worth. So I don't know if you realize this, but in, and I realized I got the dates wrong. So I started training with you in 2020, 2020. Yeah. Okay. 2020. Mm-hmm. So three years over three years. And yeah. I have not missed one workout. Right. Yeah. Even and if you it, have to, we make up for it. I reschedule it. I make sure I fulfill like whatever the commitment is. Yep. And um, it's never, you know, if it comes down to like business, um, you know, someone's trying to schedule me. I'm like, that's my workout. I'll have to schedule. Mm-hmm. I'll, I can meet with you afterwards. Like that's something I have on my calendar. Yeah. Like, it's a commitment out. to yourself <laughs> that doesn't. It's a commitment. And that's what I try to tell people, you know, with their workouts and stuff, like there's a lot of mind shift mindset shifts that have to happen. Um, you know, with a lot of people for it to become a consistent lifelong thing. And one of those things is that you have to schedule it and commit to it as if it were any other thing, like a work shift, you know, any other commitment, you have to commit to it. You can't just be like, well, I'll get a workout in today. I should get a workout in today or I'll try mm-hmm. to get a win. No, it can't be like you've already, you've already put yourself behind a thousand steps. Right. You commit to yourself. You put place that as just as much importance as your business, because if you, you know, show up to your business and you've been skipping your training days and you're feeling weak, guess what? that you lose feeling of weakness is going to transfer into every yeah aspect it's, of your life and business it's um so there's a lot throughout the three years um a lot of keywords or like focuses that that i've been you know it's usually like an annual ish kind of season i'll say but you know first it was um momentum um you know the you have it that translates like if you lose momentum in taking care of yourself, you lose that in your business and that messes with the flow of abundance into your life. Um, and then it is um, then for me following that was collaboration or co-creation in which we started, <laughs> you know, really you and I started, um, you know, putting together our practices um, and then I think a lot this year is like the the concept of like faith um, beyond the fear, you know, identifying the fear of things and having faith that there's better things mm-hmm. on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. And if you betray yourself in like allowing, uh, a, you know, for me, if there was a client quote unquote emergency, feng shui emergency. I need you right now. Um, Fire up the disco ball. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I were to sacrifice my momentum in my training program that uh, there starts unraveling in my business as well. Like the boundaries are gone. Um, You know, same with the kids, you know, if they're, I mean, if the kids were really sick or, or 
had lice of or course, something. Right. I wouldn't bring I mean, them in. <laughs> right. Let's be reasonable out. here, but like yeah. in terms of like overall consistency, you know, 80, 85%. Yeah. Like it, it, it will transfer into everything. Mental strength. I mean, uh, physical strength to me directly coordinates with mental strength. Lord knows you need a lot of mental strength to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all, and, and you know, mentally, emotionally, energetically strong people with a solid sense of self-worth aren't going to spend their time people pleasing or fixing others mm -hmm. who have every capability of doing that for themselves. Right. Yes. Got to find people at your level <clears throat> or greater, mm -hmm. um, you know, a little step behind. It's okay. <laughs> Fully cooked turkeys. Fully cooked turkeys. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't particularly love tur like roasted turkey. I don't think that's the best no. um, meat by any means, but it's just for this analogy. Yeah. Um, Cause a raw, like, I don't know, a raw turkey is especially off-putting, right? Ugh, gross. Yeah. Right. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people eat, you know, rawish beef on purpose. So we're going to go with the turkey. Yeah. Turkey's the most repelling and of all. No one, no one likes salmonella. I think I'm pretty safe in speaking for yes. everybody. Yes. That's the, unifying. That. That's a very unifying. That is, it is. It is. Fuck <laughs> salmonella. <laughs> that could be like a, a yeah, campaign. We're, we're not heal the world. What was the um uh, We are the world. Hands across America. We are the children. We need the children. But fuck salmonella first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we could have a song. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, mm -hmm. Emily, I think we've <laughs> covered the gamut here from fully cooked turkeys to oh, um <laughs> so many. Are songs. you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was thinking about um, the seasons of, of life. Um, Till every season. <laughs> yes. The mamas and the papas. The mamas and the papas, right? <laughs> yeah. So yep. much ground covered. So much ground covered. Yep. So oh, I feel like a I sang, I sang a little bit. I sang. Yes. I sang. I, think I sang more than I sing in most episodes. You're welcome. Yeah, but every, every, although I think I sang something song. last week too. Yeah. You did. Yes. You did. And, and I continued to murder every. Oh song. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's thanks. what we do. Yeah. We thanks for accepting. And we twerk that. and mm -hmm. we murder quotes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for accepting that. What may be a red flag to some people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, let's continue this conversation inside of the Conscious Collaboration Collective on mm -hmm. Facebook, our closed what? and private Facebook group. I'd um, like to hear if anyone resonates with the concept of being in fixer mode and how that shows up in personal and professional um, lives. And, you know, is that an awareness? Is that something um, that can be transcend? Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's very beneficial for us all to deep dive into that right now, especially going into the middle of the year, um, mm -hmm. self-reflecting 
and what we intended to achieve and in terms of like being able to, as you say, like embody our best selves. Mm -hmm. So boom word. (laughs) All right. Well, I thoroughly enjoy that. I will talk to you in five minutes. Me too. Obama out. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.